Hello, everyone, and welcome to Dream Leapers Inspiration. I'm your host, Harriet Cole. So very happy and honored to be with you today. And today is a really interesting day for starters that my internet connection has been really weird for the past week or so. And I know this today's what I want to say is about trust. We have another topic, but I think trust is going to go along with it because I'm trusting that you can hear me because I am not hearing the way that I want to. So actually you can, for those of you who are live, you could connect to me um, in the chat and just tell me, do you hear me? Do you hear me? For those of you who are looking, do you see me? I'm looking and imagining you. That's what I do each time that we are connected and um, I'm just happy to be here, and I'm trusting that we are fully connected. Today is about connection more than sometimes. I spent an incredible time this weekend uh, being with loved ones, being with family, spending time. Oh, yes, and I see my line, Sister Marcita says, I can see and hear you. Thank you, my dear. I love you. And thank you for all of you who are out here right now connected. I appreciate it. You know, connecting with people you love makes a huge difference. I'm sure that you all know this. And sometimes you need a reminder. Sometimes you need to be in the company of people who just hold you close, who tend to your spirit. And sometimes that happens and sometimes it doesn't. You know, I have a very good friend who has a message at the end of his uh, uh, voicemail that says, give yourself a hug. And I love that message because it is the ultimate reminder for us to be strong on the inside, from the inside out, to be able to live the lives that we need to live. We have to be able to hug ourselves. We have to be able to love ourselves no matter what. No matter what is going on, we have to be able to give ourselves that embrace. And sometimes it's not easy. Sometimes things happen and we aren't able, we don't believe we're able to even figure out where that embrace can come from. Has that ever happened to you? It certainly has happened to me. And as I have been in the company of people I care deeply about this weekend, I have listened to so many tender stories, stories of triumph, as well as stories of 
vulnerability and fragility. I've had my own during this weekend as I've navigated the many environments where I've found myself. And so I thought it would be great to talk about that. And the focus that I wanted to talk about today is that it's okay to cry. So often what we do is to to shore ourselves up and tell ourselves how strong we are, which we are. And sometimes when we do that, when we when we move to the beat of that drum that says, I can handle anything, I can deal with anything, I'm okay, I am strong, I'm invincible, you know, sometimes that can serve as a mask for what's going on under the surface. And sometimes we need to lift the mask and just be and just allow whatever is coming up to have space. Now, for me, I want to say, I don't always do that. I'm going to guess you don't either. And maybe you aren't always supposed to do it, right? We do need to be strong. I was talking to a woman this weekend, the sister of one of my dearest friends and my my friends, she and her husband celebrated their 30th wedding anniversary and it was so sweet. And my friend Pauline is from New Zealand and her sister had come all the way across the waters to spend this anniversary with her and with all of her, her and her husband and children and loved ones. And uh, Rose said to me that she and Pauline had sat down to listen and engage in a Dream Leapers Inspiration some while ago. And what I shared then was the importance of literally when you get out of bed, stand up, plant your feet on the floor like you're planting them in the soil, shoulders back, body in alignment, take a deep breath, stretch your arms and engage your power. And Rose reminded me of this and I this was, this was in the evening, and I was just like, yes, I want to engage my power right now. Thank you, Rose, for this reminder. And then Rose and I went on to talk about just how empowered she feels at this moment, which is wonderful, because we also talked about the fact that six and a half years ago, her beloved husband passed away. And I was sharing with her that I have a very dear friend who, when her husband passed away, she was not able to rejoin her life fully. I never saw the tears, but I saw the tears bottled up within her. I saw her not able to grieve and move on. And I saw how painful that was, and ultimately she perished. Now, is that necessarily why? Who knows? But it has been said that you can die of a broken heart. Rose loved hard, loved fully, and is fully living in her power right now. And I was so invigorated to hear her and see the power that she carries as she moves through space. It made me feel great, and I hope just even hearing about it for you, anybody who may be suffering the loss of a loved one, that you can hold them deep, close to your heart 
You can shed the tears that need to be shed and you can live in the moment. Now, it is not always easy. Perhaps it's never easy. Loss is difficult, whether it is loss based on death, loss based on the end of a relationship, loss based on a job, whatever that loss is. Sometimes people are so identified with whatever that other thing is, person, environment, whatever life circumstances might be, that they can't move on. And I want to encourage all of us to not allow that to happen. Let's be like Rose. Let the tears flow and step into your power. Now, what happens in between the loss and stepping into your power? That's what I'm interested in exploring today. Because no matter who you are, no matter how smart you are, no matter how spiritual you are, things happen and we aren't always strong. We aren't always as invigorated and fortified as we want to be. And I want to say that that space when we are feeling that tenderness and vulnerability is okay. It's important. It's part of being in transition as we live our lives. And I will share another story with you because as you know, those of you who have tuned in with me before, I believe that storytelling helps us to see our own stories and our own lives. So I spent a couple of hours yesterday with another very dear friend of mine who is, I mean, she's such a good friend because she is an active listener. She is not a selfish friend. She listens, she engages, she shares. It's a real covenant of communication. And you feel safe and you feel heard. And I believe she feels safe and heard. And this friend of mine, Patty, is having a challenge that many of us are having if we are fortunate enough to still have our parents. Her mom is transitioning in her abilities and capabilities, and it's tough. I'm living with that. My mom is, she's 94, and boy, oh boy, her life has changed dramatically in the past few years, Uh, COVID not helping at all. And as I was listening and talking with Patty and she was sharing what her mom is going through in her life, I felt the tears just start flowing as I'm feeling them now. And it was the best tears because they were honest. You know, you you feel for your friend, you feel for her mom, you feel for the people in her mom's life. You think about your own mom and her life and just what happens in life, transitions. My uh, husband's, my niece, my husband's sister's daughter, Brittany just had a baby, one month old, and she was posting about this baby today, yesterday, showing the one month old photo, photos, life milestones, illness, life, death, and all kinds of things in between. The cycle continues. There are tears at birth. There are tears at transition points. 
their tears at illness, their tears at the transition from life into death. And I want to encourage us not to hold back the tears when they need to be released. Now, I got a question, you know, I'm doing this uh, uh, executive presence course this week, starting on Wednesday. And one of the questions that came in in advance was, well, I'm a really emotional person. And when I'm in a meeting and I'm feeling emotional, is it okay to share those emotions? Like if I feel like I need to cry, how do I hold back the tears or should I? So let's be clear, folks. I am not saying crying anywhere and everywhere is okay. We must have control over ourselves. At work, tears are not the best emotion to share. Uh, sometimes they're required. Sometimes they happen. Let me not say required. Sometimes they happen. But I'm going to say to you that is not necessarily the right place. Since I brought it up because it was brought up to me, I will say this. In true moments of agony, if the tears flow, let them flow because they show that you're a human being. Like I remember at 9-11, it didn't matter where you were. You could have been in New York where I was and I saw the uh, Twin Towers fall from a distance, but I saw it. You could have been across the world and you learned about it. It was okay to cry that day. It was okay to cry that week. It was okay because it was horrific. As we look at all of the things that are happening around the world and we learn about them, like sometimes you learn about something in the moment. In that moment, if your being has a reaction, it's okay to have it, even if you're at work. And why do I say that? Because if you don't show up as your authentic self, people won't trust you. I started this broadcast talking about trust. You have to trust that there are people who have your back and that if they tell you they've got your back, you believe it. Now you have to build those relationships so that you can believe, you can trust that you can trust them, right? But if you don't have that in your life, it is so hard to live. And so you need to have in your, I believe you need to have in your life people around whom you can cry. You need to trust that you can cry around yourself, that you can allow those tears to flow and then come back to center. This is a powerful thing for us to think about. And I spent a lot of time this weekend in tears, which is rare for me. I feel just on the edge of tears right now, which is even rarer for me. Because normally, and my clients will tell you, I teach you to process your stories. You share the stories when they're processed so that you're not living in the emotion, you're storytelling. This was raw and real, and I wanted to share it with you now because I think it's that important. Because if I'm going through something, I'm going to bet you are too. Another thing happened. One of my closest friends that we were talking about a very sensitive topic and as close as we are, her way is sometimes hurtful. And, and, and we, we 
are addressing that. It doesn't mean that we don't love each other. It means that sometimes my sensitivity and her toughness um, collide. That's something folks have to deal with too, how you engage with the people you love, how you engage with the people you may not love. How can you navigate your life so that you take care of yourself, you allow yourself to be, be vulnerable, and you feel safe so that you can find the core of whatever it is that you're going through, allow that to show itself, allow everything to come forth, and when it's over, you still feel strong or you feel strong again. This is not easy. So let's go to the quote that I found. I found a lot of great quotes about um, uh, that it's okay to cry, but here's one that I thought might resonate for us. There is a sacredness in tears. They are not a mark of weakness, but of power. They speak more eloquently than 10,000 tongues. They are the messengers of overwhelming grief, of deep contrition, and of unspeakable love. That's from Washington Irving. All right, listen again. Listen closely. I'm going I'm to read this again for us. There is a sacredness in tears. They are not a mark of weakness, but of power. They speak more eloquently than 10,000 tongues. They are the messengers of overwhelming grief, of deep contrition, and of unspeakable love. Mm. That's something you can meditate on. That's something you can really sit with. So let's break it down the way that we do here on Inspiration. There is a sacredness in tears. I want us to look at that for a second because when they are authentic, genuine tears, I think that that is absolutely true. Real tears, authentic tears. Not the tears to get people to feel sorry for you. Not tears to manipulate a situation because those are tears too. The tears that come from your soul are sacred. And when you shed them, the release is palpable. Often, not just for you, but for others. That, that release of that energy can be transformative. And so this weekend, when I was in and out of tears, some were joyful, some were painful, some were humiliating, some were just a swirl of energy. I allowed myself to have them. I didn't bottle them up. And an another thing that happened that I think is worth mentioning here as it relates to the sacredness of tears, I didn't talk about it until now. They occurred. I, I decided, you know what? I've been talking too much. And I decided to stop talking about all the things and to meditate and to be still and to just be and to breathe and to remind myself, just be, it is going to be okay. Just be still, whatever's going on, 
I will be able to work through it. What I'm learning about others, we will be able to work through it. And I want to tell you, it wasn't easy to be still, even though I practice meditation. Sometimes it is not easy, and it was not easy. But I kept reminding myself, be still. Breathe. Trust. Trust. Allow the tears to flow. There's a sacredness in tears. Washington Irving says they are not a mark of weakness, but of power. Now, I have some thoughts on that. Authentic tears, I I think, are not necessarily a mark of weakness. But if you allow yourself to keep going back to tears without addressing whatever is happening in your life, then they become a shield rather than something that allows for freedom and a breakthrough. And I say this because I have watched people who are very emotional and who say, well, you know, that's just how I am. I'm emotional. I've watched people who are emotional say, I can't help myself. And I say to them, yes, you can. Learn from the experiences that invoke tears. Learn from whatever it is that is going on in your life that makes you, that, that, that breaks you open. You know, uh, my, my line sister and friend Marcita is on this broadcast now. She's one of the most generous people I know. Always giving, always loving, always remembering. And she recently lost her brother, who she adored after a long illness. And I don't care how much love you have, that is hard. You can give to the whole world. And when you lose in that way, the hole in your heart is huge. And the tears flow. And I know for her, the covenant of sisterhood has helped her. I know that allowing herself to experience this loss has certainly isn't easy, but she knows that there are so many people who have her back and she's allowing people to have her back. When you do that, you can recover. You have the experience, you go through the grief, you go through whatever is going on for you. And with self-love and love that buoys you all around, you can move forward in power but you can't just hold on to the darkness. You have to seek the light. Washington Irving says, tears speak more eloquently than 10,000 tongues. Have you ever noticed that? Sometimes people try to express what is going on and you just wanna say hush. Maybe you can't even figure out all those words. What is your heart saying? What is your heart wanting you to know and want others to know. What? Whatever that is, sometimes one tear, (laughs) one genuine tear says it all. He says tears are the messengers of overwhelming grief, right? When you lose something or someone you love, that grief can be overwhelming. 
it can be literally heartbreaking and tears help to allow the flood of emotion to be released from you. They can be tears of deep contrition, like, oh, how can I move on? How can I experience forgiveness? How can that circle of love and light be completed when there's this cringe that is happening within my being, tears, and of unspeakable love when that baby is born, when you commit your life to someone else, when you help others who are in need. We can take the quote away. Yeah, thank you. Ah. I'm feeling emotional. I hope that you are feeling emotional in a good way too. It is okay to cry. It is okay to cry. It is okay to allow yourself to feel. It does not mean that you are a weak person. If you are a woman connected right now, don't buy it that it's a sign of weakness for women to cry. Men cry too, as they should. Don't buy into stereotypes. Don't buy into anything that disconnects you from your humanity, from the genius that is you. Don't follow somebody else's thought process, belief, anything that tells you you can't be fully yourself. And when you have tender moments that you can't let go of a tear. You know, I watched a film that I want to encourage everyone to see. It is called Origin, made by the brilliant filmmaker Ava DuVernay. And I actually got to interview her at three different events about her film. What a blessing. There is a scene in Origin, and Origin is, is the, the premise is from Isabel Wilkerson's book, Cast. And the premise is that Cast is the undergirding for all of the isms that exist in our world more profound than racism, just how we pit each other against each other, how we hate, how we, the worst of how people can be. And yet the film is a must-see film. I shed many tears during this film, tears of joy, tears of love, tears of sorrow, all the tears. There is one scene where you see a sweet little boy who has gone through an innocent little boy who at one moment had been triumphant and the next moment had been shunned. And looking at him through a metal fence, we see one tear rolling down his cheek. And that one tear represented everything. It represented victory and defeat. It represented love and hate. It represented the swirl of everything that is in our world. And I just want all of you to see it, so I'm not going to share too much about Origin. Please go see it. It is transformative. Um, I posted a video, which you can find on my social, with Billy Porter, who was at the, one of the screenings that Elaine Welteroth and, and two other women and I hosted. 
and Billy came out, we were doing reactions, we taping people's reactions, and he was just a ball of tears because there's so much emotion and history in this film. And he, in his tears, said, this film can change the world. And to see someone as raw as he was in that moment is just another indication. Tears can help change the world. Truth, truth helps to change the world. Being able to face truth and live in truth and understand that all that makes us who we are is what we need to learn about ourselves. We need to study ourselves so that we can know who we are, what makes us tick, what, what makes us happy, what makes us vulnerable, what are the mistakes that we continue to make that we can do better next time. That contrition part is real. Tears and actively working on yourself and learning and growing and choosing to be your best self every day. All of that is part of living in alignment. And so as Rose reminded me of what I said to do every morning, when you get out of bed, stand up, put your feet flat on the floor, feel like you're, you're anchoring them in the ground, stand up straight and tall, raise your arms high, breathe. And allow yourself to be fully you. Why? Because you're worth it. And why? Because when you are fully you, the lives that you touch are that much more enriched. You become your best self by being honest. We become our best selves by engaging with you in your honesty. So everyone, it's okay to cry. It's okay to be your full human glorious self. And I hope that you will take some time each day this week to contemplate that. Have some quiet time with just you. Contemplate what makes you cry. Do you need to cry right now? Allow yourself to be and know that this can be a sign of power of you stepping that much more fully into your greatness. Thank you for spending this time with me. I so appreciate you. Until next time, have a great day and make it count. Namaste.